0: Hi, and welcome to Women Uninterrupted, the interview podcast that celebrates women expertise. This is episode number two, and we have my first guest ever, who I'm very excited to introduce, Alejandra Menendez. Her current role is as a registered nurse working full time at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City, and she's also a recent Rutgers University graduate. So hi, Ale, how are you? Hi, Erica. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for, for coming on to my podcast. Um, I just want to start off by you maybe just explaining what you do right now as a nurse, and just just a little bit about yourself too.
1: Yeah, totally. So I'm from New Jersey. I went to Rutgers University's nursing school in New Brunswick, and I just started um, a position as a nurse here at Mount Sinai in August. And I work on the oncology unit with patients who are either sick with cancer or they're here for um, different reasons, but they also have cancer. So we'll, we administer chemotherapy, we do stem cell transplant, bone marrow biopsies, all of that stuff. Um, so that's basically what we specialize in
0: right now. Okay, yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about that. So I guess I'll just jump right into my first question then. Um, So when did you realize that you had a passion for nursing or when did it all start for you? So
1: I wish I could say that I knew I had a passion before I started nursing school because that would have answered a lot of questions for me early on. But um, I would say that I first realized that I had a passion when I was observing and participating and getting to See firsthand, um, like patient care at the bedside. And that was about my fall semester of junior year. We were able to do clinicals for the first time. And that was when I saw how compassionate and heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time that nursing can be. And that's basically when I first realized that, yeah, this is. 110% hundred and ten percent, what I want to do for the
0: rest of my life. Okay, what was but what was your like initial reasoning for going into like I guess a nursing program at Rutgers, a very prestigious one at that, actually too.
1: Um, well, it just kind of felt like it fit. Like reading about like so in high school, I was reading about what nurses actually do, reading articles like different pathways you can go through to become a registered nurse, like different career options that RNs have. And it just felt like it fit me. And when I would tell people like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about going to nursing school, they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead, Alejandra, Like, that's totally for you. And like, that just gave me more of a confidence boost to go after it. But I def- it wasn't for the wrong reasons, I would say, that I went to nursing school. But I def- definitely didn't have like the whole picture um, in mind of what nursing was really about until it was actually in it. But I'd say what pushed me to apply and, like, go to nursing school um, was that it felt like it felt right for me because, like, I love to take care of people and I like to be hands-on. and But that sounds kind of, like, cliche. Like, I feel like everyone gives that answer, but... That's exactly what it it was in the beginning. Like, just yeah, I also feel like
0: when, when you know people that you care about around you tell you, "Oh, this suits you well." Like, this is yeah. what you to consider. I feel like that is something, at least for me, that's a really big influence on what I yeah. decide to do. Just because sometimes people know you a little bit better than yourself. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like that's really important. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned how you did a lot of research. I mean, not that so, too much research, but I think when making big decisions about your career. You should do some research on what exactly you're getting yourself into. Definitely.
1: Yeah, you can't right. only
0: push passion that's like really pushing you to get right. to a successful point, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but like yeah, I think that's great that you had the um, that whole that you kind of like had the passion be solidified for you at least.
1: Yeah, and it felt great to have it like feel solidified. Like it felt like like at, at one point, like around that same time, I was just like I felt so proud to be in it because it was just like. I was seeing amazing things and just seeing nurses do crazy, crazy procedures or just give like an immense amount of compassion and kindness while also taking care of very sick patients. Mm -hmm. Um, Like just seeing that made me feel so proud to like want to pursue uh, nursing as a career as well. Like,
0: yeah, I think, yeah, like that whole idea of you Putting, um, giving value to someone else, or like doing something with value, and yeah. I guess that kind of goes back. That goes into like the next question I was going to ask, which is, um, what is the best thing that happened to you since you started? Whether that was in education, like learning about nursing, or actually working full time. Wow. Um, well,
1: at every new point, there's like a new best thing that's happened. Uh-huh. Like graduating (laughs) well tracking like the first time I gave an injection ever it was to a baby and it was I felt like the best thing ever (laughs) oh my god I
0: didn't know that's crazy.
1: (laughs) yeah and I gave them like their vitamin k shot basically I think it was but but and then it was like and then it became graduating and then that next best thing became passing NCLEX which is the board's exam that you have to has to get your RN license mm-hmm. and then but I would say the biggest or like the best thing that's happened so far right now is I can't even put a finger on it because sometimes it feels like it's every day I walk in I get to relive my dream and just do the best thing every day which mm-hmm. is to take care of patients and just do something that I really care about especially the beginning of my career I'm like just getting to do new things mm-hmm. and getting to see different things every single day so I I guess that's probably why I feel like every day is the best day so far (laughs) oh
0: okay so (laughs) it's just getting better from here yeah yeah I feel like okay let's let's like switch gears and go the other way then I don't know if this is an easier question but what's your biggest challenge or frustration that you've had to overcome
1: oh geez um well I don't know if you've heard of of this thing called imposter syndrome.
0: I've heard of it, but explain it to me.
1: So basically it means like, it's like a feeling of inadequacy, Mm -hmm. even though you feel, even though you have like reached success and have accomplished great things, you still feel like you're a fraud or you don't deserve the things that are coming your way. And Mm -hmm. I felt like that multiple times, like through my academic career and still like, as a career woman in nursing. Um, for example, like when I passed, when I got through the hardest year of nursing school, which is junior year in my um, experience, I felt like I didn't deserve to have passed because there were so many people that didn't make it through. Yeah. And... There, and it was so many people that work really hard and that were super intense about nursing and and took it very seriously that had to repeat the year or had to be um, taken out of the program, whatever it was. I just felt like, like, how, why it just wasn't fair for me to pass and not them. Like, it just felt so, like, it just felt like I didn't deserve it. Like, they deserved it just as much as I did. And I felt like it was, it was, I didn't even expect to pass that year. It was so hard, but yeah, I couldn't be proud of my success. I had to, I was just, I just felt like a fraud. And Mm -hmm. when I came into Mount Sinai, when I first started, I felt it was hard for me to feel like, okay, like this is, this is happening. Like I'm starting my nursing career. Like it should be the most exciting point of my life. But at that time it felt like there's no way I'm here right now. Like there's no way I'm, I have a, like a job as a nurse in the city taking care of such a vulnerable population. And I work with oncology patients. um, So taking care of such like a niche patient population um, just felt like so above and beyond of what I was ever like expecting of me even. So I feel like that's the biggest challenge that I have to continue to overcome. Like it's very easy to just like fall into feeling like I'm inadequate and like I'm a fraud and I don't belong here, but there's a reason why I'm here. And I, I just need to keep reminding myself that I'm here for a reason and I've worked really hard to get to this point.
0: I want to go back. I want to eventually go back to the, um, you working in oncology, but, um, First time, well, The first thing that came to my head was that, that feeling of inadequacy. Was that somehow... Do you think that had anything to do with your identity as a woman or just a woman of color, I should say, too, um, at all whatsoever? Because, you know, sometimes I feel like inadequacy comes with your the way you see yourself, I guess, and how you see yourself fitting into yeah. certain roles or places in society.
1: Yeah, totally. Like, in nursing school for example I never really saw people that looked like me achieving great things like uh, like even in my program I was the only Hispanic person in my campus Mm -hmm. like at New Brunswick Mm -hmm. and I didn't graduate with anyone that was Hispanic and the only professor I had that was Hispanic was for clinical and I had her two semesters in a row and She's freaking great. Like she's awesome. And she's also from New York City. But she um allowed me to see that there's so much that I can do. And like me being like a woman of color, me being Hispanic or having my parents immigrate to this country from other places, like that should not be that should not like be an obstacle for me to like or let it be an obstacle yeah. for me to get to where I wanna be. Like she never felt inferior because of who she is, or because or because she's a woman or because she's Hispanic or because um English wasn't her first language or because her parents immigrated to America. Um, none of that got in her way. Like even if it did, she she tackled it head on and got through it. Like she's get like she's a PhD student right now at Records University. And the fact yeah. she was working in administration, management. She opened up units at different hospitals. Like, she did so many things. She has a full ride. She got full ride offers all over wow. the country. Like, she's doing amazing things. And, like, I'm not saying that I'm just as smart as my mentor, <laughs> but <laughs> definitely opened my eyes to the possibilities that there are in nursing and that being a woman of color has nothing to do with my capabilities. Right. Or like what I can or cannot do, yeah. if anything will just open more doors for me. Mm-hmm.
0: I was just thinking, um, just, just when you were talking about that, how um, one of the things that I kind of reiterate or started thinking about this podcast was because I think it's really important for women to be surrounded by other women that are successful, whether that's having a mentor or just people around you constantly. But I think that having a network of women around you is just really important.
1: No, definitely because like, Even like my friend circle, like I try to maintain people that are elevating me higher, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like I try to make like even at work, like if I'm working at a unit that I don't feel proud of or if I'm working with people that I'm not proud to be working with, then I'm doing something wrong. But everything that I do and I was taught like in my academic career or nursing career that everything's a learning opportunity. If I'm not learning anything new, or if I'm just like, if I feel like an expert in something in nursing, then I have to tackle something different, because there's constantly something new for me to learn. And even like, in college, for example, like the people I surrounded myself with weren't people that were okay with um, getting like straight C pluses and doing the bare minimum. I'm not saying that I got straight A's. I also got C pluses in nursing school, but I always wanted to do better. And like my circle of friends or the people that I studied with or the people that I um, was in clinical with, they always wanted to do better. They always wanted to do new things. I always want to, they always volunteered to be the first one to. Put in a foley mm-hmm. or to give an injection or to do something different that we haven't done before that we just mm-hmm. learned. And that type of attitude is the type of attitude that I want to surround myself with.
0: This is just a disclaimer to the public. I am actually very close with Ale, so I've heard her many stories about nursing or just her experiences over the years. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> there's this one story she told me. It was when she um, gave or was there for a circumcision on a baby. And- Oh, I I just want you to tell the public about that one because that to me is like such a crazy life-changing like career experience to have. Yeah. And okay, I'll explain
1: that experience. But I also want to say that that experience made me second guess Mm -hmm. if nursing was right for me. And I'll explain why. But basically it was my first clinical rotation. So it was my fall semester, junior year. And we were with, Um, newborn babies and with um, new mothers it was basically like maternity newborn and so I was seeing crazy stuff I was seeing people give births we were seeing c-sections we were giving injections to little babies little mamas Mm -hmm. and also seeing circumcision so the first circumcision I saw the baby was um you know crying. um, And my role was to help soothe the baby. And I was having a difficult time because I just felt like the baby was in pain the whole time. And I felt myself get woozy. Like I thought I was gonna pass out or something, but I couldn't pass out. I couldn't make myself the patient. Like I was supposed to be a part of the patient's care. Uh So (laughs) immediately after it happened, I I told the nurse I was with Hey, I need to step out for a little bit, and I just like had a granola bar that I had in my pocket just to get some sugar in me. But I went home that day feeling like, oh my goodness, like how was I not able to witness that procedure that is super normal for patients to get, and you know, and 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 feel like I couldn't be the best um, like nurse in that position, right? right then and there, like, I felt like I wasn't doing my role in the best way possible, because my role was to soothe the baby. And the baby was crying the whole time. So I just felt like I was, you know, messing up somewhere. And I was thinking, like, maybe this isn't it for me. Maybe I can't see procedures, or maybe I can't see um, people in distress. And um, it, it really, like, got with me that this is a very distressing industry that I'm going into people are going to be in pain people are going to be very sick um you know I'm going to see people in their worst moments and if I'm not okay with that then what am I doing here and that really like you know got to me but eventually I talked to people and I realized that uh people you <laughs> I mean this is this sounds kind of bad but like nurses eventually just get um New coping mechanisms of how to deal with people in pain or how to deal with people that are in distress because it, it, it affects us like we're human beings, right. but obviously, like we can't make ourselves a center. Right. Um, we can't focus on on and ourselves at that moment, like the, the focus is always on the patient. Right. You no, know, um, I do. I
0: do want to just like put something there real quick. I, it kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. how, you know, when you look at women dominated industries, you don't really associate that with types of like, I don't know, if I don't wanna want to say strength, but um, at least like a nursing job may be seen from like a doctor's perspective that is like, you know, kind of a little more male dominated. Um, mm-hmm. I know that there's mistreatment there sometimes, but um, oh, I think yeah. it's kind of the misinterpretation of how nursing is seen and how people don't really see it as a strong job to have like meaning you need to be you have to have kind of like a, a bulletproof like um barrier around you because you need to be the selfless person in that situation Yeah. in cases where people are even dying which is yeah. crazy to think about but I don't know if you have a little more to say about the doctor nurse thing but well so, with some um
1: it's tricky sometimes because you are supposed to like there's this barrier of the doctor is the person that prescribes and the nurse like follows through with the orders however at Rutgers University at least we're taught that yes the doctor puts in the orders but it's not just our job to follow through with the orders like we don't give every medication that the that the doctor prescribes for a patient. We still have to use our nursing judgment mm-hmm. and um you know analyze if this patient is supposed to be on this medication, are they allergic to this medication? Is are their lab values meeting the parameters for them to use this medication? For example, like I work with um cancer patients and obviously nurses are not um prescribing chemotherapy drugs to these patients. That's what doctors and nurse practitioners are doing, right? So, but it it is our responsibility to administer the chemotherapy medications to these people and sometimes I'll see a patient who looks not good like and their lab values are completely out of whack, their vitals are out of whack and it just doesn't feel safe to give them this certain chemotherapy drug. So I'll tell the provider, hey, patient, lab values are this, patient blood pressure is this, patient complaining of this, I'm going to hold off on the chemotherapy. Like that is that is my responsibility as a nurse to advocate for my patient. Yeah. And sometimes the doctors or entities will give you some pushback because, you know, they are the prescriber, they do want to go on with their treatment plan. But sometimes you have to Keep on advocating for your patient, and you know if if they are if they are still like having you, you know if they're saying like no give the drug no give it no this fine it's it's okay like be like okay can you come evaluate the patient bedside just to make sure that this is okay or sometimes um, you have to check in with the manager like a middleman of who what like what's to get to a resolution because obviously if it does get to that point where I feel like this is not safe or I'm uncomfortable, or if this is a a safety issue, um, then there has to be like a middleman to decide like what's going to happen next. Because if it's just like me against the doctor, like, I need someone else in that, in the middle there to help make that decision. But I personally haven't uh, experienced a lot of, uh, Disrespect from doctors at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, thank goodness, like nowadays, are being taught to use nurses in the best way possible to respect nurses for their expertise, mm-hmm. for their judgment. Um, however, I have encountered in previous experiences doctors that have been doctors for you know twenty plus years that who have been taught a while ago mm-hmm. that they're that they're the they're I don't know if I'm allowed to say bad words but they'll think that they're the shit or that (laughs) (laughs) that, like no one can say anything to them or that they're untouchable they're you know people that just think that they have it all and that they can't take any advice from anyone else no matter what so I have encountered that type of doctor before um and like you know, it, it hurts my feelings, but we get through it. <laughs> you no,
0: know, um, one of the things that I'm like uh, that I study right now is um, about different forms of like organizational communication, and like you know, it's weird to see. Um, like hospitals as as a form of business but unfortunately that's kind of what they are but um, I think when you look at in terms of like um, generations of how they conduct their business and communication just in general like older people more traditional views kind of treat it more as like an like an hierarchy so like obviously Mm -hmm. people are conditioned to think that okay because I'm at this level of employment I need to listen to only the people above me and not trust my own judgment. And thank God those times are changing because now.
1: I've heard horror stories about like my professors will tell me like, like when I was at Rutgers, I did say like, back then it was super, it was, it it was expected for nurses to get up from their chairs for doctors to sit in them or for nurses to go grab a coffee for the doctors. Like that is not the case anymore. Definitely. Like right now we are at the same um, I don't know how to explain it, but we're in the same playing field as doctors. Yeah, we have like we have, common we have as much to say as them. Like we are all a part of the healthcare mm-hmm. team. The patient is involved. The patient's family is involved. If the patient wants them to be, um, nurses are involved, physicians nurse practitioners, everyone is involved and everyone has a say in that patient's treatment plan and that patient's yeah. care.
0: And I think um, one of the questions I was going to ask, which I think was pretty much answered, unless you have more to add, was is there something that people don't realize about the industry? Because personally, I just learned a lot about doctors and nurses. I I had no idea about the communication system there, which is probably, I mean, I didn't know about that. That's it. (laughs) But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I learned like, yeah, I don't know. What else should I say about that? I don't know if you want anybody to add. I want
1: to not only like, so we're taught like how to stand up for ourselves and also advocate for our patients and to speak up on what we think is best. And if there's something that we don't understand, we should feel like we should feel um, OK to ask them, like, why is the patient on this drug? Why are you ordering this test? Because we need to be aware of what our patients are going through, what our patients um, expectations are. Because we have to teach our patients exactly what these why they're taking this drug, what the drug side effects are. You know, we have to be we're constantly in their plan um, and treatment plan. But um, something else to be wary about that people don't really talk much about anymore. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you heard of this term or phrase that nurses eat their young, which basically was the norm. In nursing culture,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: a long time Mm -hmm. ago, where when new grad nurses um, are starting in their career, obviously they're gonna be precepted by a more senior nurse. Mm -hmm. And um, nursing bullying was very normal back then and it was accepted. But I wanna say that that is not acceptable anymore if a new nurse or someone that is um, new to a hospital. and still, like having experience in a place, like someone that is more experienced, you experienced than you, or if you think that they're smarter than you, or they think that they're smarter, smarter than you, that is no reason for them to bully you or to make you feel inferior, mm-hmm. to scare you, intimidate, intimidate, uh, intimidate you, or for them to yell at you or anything like that. Even if you make a mistake, right? Let's say, like, even if you um, like drop meds on the floor or something or you or you're just getting your footing into nursing none of that is like enough of a reason for them to make you feel like crap for what you did during the day like you're going to make yourself feel like crap already like no one else should have to do it for you you know especially nurses who should have your back and make you feel safe especially when you're in such a new place as a new grad um unfortunately like I have heard I haven't had that experience myself, but I have heard other new grads in my in my hospital feel like intimidated by their preceptors or by nurses that they're um, with on their unit. And okay, so what would your advice
0: be for people that feel that
1: to stand up for themselves? And if you cannot if you don't feel comfortable confronting your preceptor or the nurse that is intimidating you or bullying you in your workplace, then bring someone else in, bring your manager in, get your nursing educator involved. There are so many people um, that you can talk to that are available for you to speak with. If you feel comfortable um, talking to like your assistant manager, your director of nursing, um, there are people there for you and to support you and to advocate for you as well. Um, I know that feels uncomfortable sometimes, especially when you're the new person in the unit. Um, however, it's not acceptable for people to be shouting at you or anything like that. Yeah.
0: Um, and as, like, for any, for any, just reason. in any industry or like any workplace you work at, I think something that's probably like a feeling that a lot of people, not just in nursing, feel they feel as if like intimidation. But it kind of there's like a mm-hmm. lack of realization that we always have people around us that could help us. Um, there's an entire yeah. department to advocate mm-hmm. for employees, HR. Like you know, there's an entire mm-hmm. Like, and like, that's what people do for full time. So there's always yeah. people around that can help you. Or if, even if they can't help you, they can probably advise someone, advise you to someone that could help you. What right. the situation is. I think some people mm-hmm. kind of um, don't realize that that resource is there for them, just in anything. But, you know, I did want to ask maybe one one more question and then okay. wrap it up after that. But um, I was going to say, if you could go back to when you first invested in your passion? So I guess maybe for you when you went to nursing school or maybe just before that, but what is one thing that you would tell yourself in terms of advice? Younger Ale? I would
1: say to take every opportunity that comes my way. Um, for a moment, I almost didn't take do an externship after my junior year. I felt like, oh, I don't need an externship. Um, It's not even like that necessary for nursing students. Um, That's just one example. But then I went for it anyway, um, just to see, you know, what will come from it. And it it was very difficult. It was in a completely new setting I was never, I've never experienced before. But with that experience, I realized how special oncology is and different. And I was able to see um, different kinds of, um, opportunities that there are in nursing, like outside of the hospital or different specialties that I can go into that a lot of nurses don't, um, really take advantage of. Um, you know, I got to see holistic care really be used. Um, it was, it was, it was very, um, educational for me and like super important for my growth. Mm-hmm. like as a nurse. Um, and there's also like different, there's also a bunch of scholarships I didn't go after because I didn't think I would ever get it. There were a bunch of, um, forums lectures that I never attended because I thought that it, you know, I wasn't going to get anything from it, but I really, that's something that I really regret not doing in nursing school, taking in everything that came my way, especially like in clinical, for example, mm-hmm. Um, one of my nursing instructor instructors said, "If a nurse asks you to observe something or participate in a certain procedure, um, even if you've never done it before, at least go look at what she's doing. Like never say no. Oh, you always you want to see as much as you can during clinical. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, because every opportunity matters, and every experience matters, and it really um, can take you." somewhere after that so I would I would that that would be my advice for myself
0: okay yeah so be opportunistic
1: yeah totally (laughs) um,
0: I wanted to ask if you had any resources that you've used in the past or throughout your nursing experience that could be helpful to other people just if there was anything that you used that was useful Mm -hmm.
1: yes totally so before when I was still in high school when I was not even applied to nursing school yet like just thinking about nursing or or different careers that I might have wanted to go into I use uh-huh. college board so much um if you don't know what college board is it's basically the website that you use to sign up for uh-huh. like SATs and through college board there's so many different articles that in plain language they'll say exactly like what an wow. RN does on the daily and like how exactly to get to um, becoming a licensed mm-hmm. registered nurse. It'll, it'll tell you that you need to go to an accredited university um, like a, to get your bachelor's degree or you can go through a different route. Like there's so many so many different articles on career board. Like for example, like my cousin wants to be an accountant. I had her read the articles about an accountant and she had no idea that she had to do like a five-year program if she wanted mm-hmm. to go to Rutgers, you know, like the, it, it lays out everything in plain language of what it's about and like what it takes to be in that career. So I used College Board a lot before applying. Um, when I was in nursing school, I used Khan Academy, like Picmonics, which basically are little pictures that help you learn visually, like different concepts in nursing. Um, I used a bunch of different like youtube channels that basically there's so many to 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 say that will explain certain concepts that i need i needed to be reiterated after a lecture or if i didn't understand it from the text um and i also use my nursing school's tutors which are freaking amazing like no matter what university you go to there will be counselors and tutors available for you and definitely use them because like you don't pay anything for them like they're just they're like they're being paid by university like student tutors or people that are RNs that come into the university to tutor um that was super helpful for me and I should have taken advantage of that more actually um and yeah those are super helpful there's always things out there for you and also using your your um fellow classmates um if you if you feel like you need someone to study with or to bounce ideas off of with, that was super helpful for me as well.
0: Thank you for joining me on my podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much for
0: inviting me. <laughs> I learned a lot. And I already know a lot about Ale. So more. <laughs> but, um All the resources she just listed, I'll post below. But if you enjoyed this podcast, please stick around for future episodes where I'll be interviewing new women in a variety of industries. If you have any other questions for me or for Alejandra about her expertise or anything in that general subject or whatever, you can visit my website for contact information. And yeah, see you next time.